Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digimon, all the champions. You're listening to the Nerd All Might Commentary, I'm Jeremy Jones. Last week we took a look at the first film in the Digimon 15th anniversary celebration entitled Digimon Tri Reunion. With the focus being on Ty and Matt in the first film, Determination swings the camera towards Mimi, Joe, and the new character Mako. This film feels more in line with an actual anime series as it doesn't have an overwhelming earth-shattering revelation but does move the plot along and takes time to not only integrate Mako into the cast but to do some real character work with Mimi and Joe, the latter of which was mostly absent in the first film. Joe has always been a bit more of an outsider among the Digidestined, and this is his role here as well. I mentioned last week that Reunion was a chance to catch up with our friends from summer camp, who are now a little older and see the world in a slightly less naive light. This is made even clearer by Joe. He is older than the rest of the kids, and while he blames his absence on being afraid or overwhelmed, the truth is his character simply realizes that he's a regular guy actually a kid, or if you'll forgive me, an average Joe. He doesn't see what's special with himself and wants to live a normal life, without the fate of the world resting on his shoulders. Mimi, on the other hand, has always been used to contrast with Joe. She is a character who dives right into anything she sets her mind on, a real ask-for-forgiveness-rather-than-permission kind of lady. So there is a great contrast between the two characters who are at polar extremes of involvement with the Digidestined. Now, Mako is a different beast. She's been integrated among the Digidestined and forced upon the fans. Her Digimon partner is Mekumon, and it's obvious that the Digimon is integral to the plot of these films, but I'd like to know more about her. At this point, she feels like a flat character, and I don't like that. I want some depth beyond the new shy girl stereotype. That being said, this is a long format series of films, and I'm sure the storytellers will reveal those details in due time. Now, some great moments in this film include the apparent return of the Digimon Emperor, the return of Leomon, and the mega digi evolutions of Gomamon and Palamon into Vikamon and Rosemon respectively. Looking at each of these moments in the order listed, the Digimon Emperor was one of the coolest aspects of Digimon's second season. He was a villain turned hero character, and although manipulated by another force, showcased the first human villain for the Digimon series. His appearance here is another great shout out to fans. But also confusing considering we saw his redeemed or true self, the Digidestin named Ken, fall before Alphamon in the first film. It's a nice twist and I'm curious how it's going to play out in the future installments of the series. Leomon is also a great fan favorite character. He's a noble warrior and has one of the biggest hearts seen in any character from the series. Plus, the comedic dynamic between the rookie Digimon and Leomon is cheesy but satisfying, especially his interaction with Mekomon. Finally, we have Mega-Level Digimon! The first two seasons of Digimon like to play favorites in regards to who could achieve Mega-Level forms. In the first season, Ty and Matt are able to push Agumon and Gabumon into becoming War Greymon and Metal Garurumon, but we never saw the same heights reached by the other folks and their partners. 
Similarly, in Season 2, Davis and Ken are able to access a fused mega-level Digimon in the form of Imperial Digimon, but no individual Season 2 Digimon achieves the epic form. So, for years, fans have had to accept video game and card game canon, but never saw the characters rise to mega-level. Now we have the massively manly Digimon named Vikamon and the at times unnecessarily overtly feminine Digimon called Rosemon. It's nice to see these characters break past their own limits and finally rise to the level of the central protagonists. Plus, considering the fact that I'm assuming each of the following iterations of Digimon Tri will focus on different Digidestined, we'll probably see mega forms of Anjumon, Gatamon, Kabuterimon, Bergramon, and maybe even Mekumon. It'd be even cooler if the other four Digidestined of Season 2 were eventually roped into the story. Then maybe we'd also see Xvmon, Stingmon, Armadillomon, and Aquilamon rise to mega level. Regardless, I love these films. The English dubs of Digimon Tri have been a great walk down memory lane, and I am excited to see the other films come out. Now, I would be remiss if I did not mention that some of the Japanese dubs, so with English subtitles, are available on Crunchyroll and other platforms. So you can't actually go beyond the story that we're talking about right now, but I would still encourage you to come back and watch these dubbed movies when they're released in America. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Nerd on Mike Commentary. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Now, I do want to mention that not immediately, but in the next couple of weeks, I will be putting the podcast on hiatus in order to kind of recharge and also just to kind of enjoy the primetime premieres of a lot of fall shows. So I will talk to you next week, but just keep that in your mind. So until that next time, I'm Jeremy Jones.